Hello and welcome to the Forever Snooker Podcast with me, ZK, a podcast by the fans for the fans. And today's podcast is going to be a slightly short one because there's not much to discuss as uh, there's not much been happening. Uh, we'll be discussing the snooker shootout, uh, a new tournament that's uh, been put on the calendar and the um, the German Masters which uh, is about to begin or will probably be uh, uh, running at the time this podcast goes live. So first of all, um, we need to talk about the snooker shootout. Now, the shootout is uh, a tournament that I'm not really uh, that inclined towards. I uh, do like to watch it. I believe it's... uh, gives you great entertainment but for a snooker purist like me probably like yourself it's uh, not proper snooker more mickey mouse kind of snooker but it's okay the occasional tournament once a year is fine however making it a ranking event is a little bit out there i mean it, it doesn't really need to be a ranking event because it doesn't involve all the uh, effort that goes into becoming a ranking event winner and it degrades other people who have won other ranking events, the proper ranking events that go on for a week and are of a longer duration and not this kind of tournament. But it doesn't really matter um, because it's there and it's done and we can't change it so it's fine. But um, nevertheless, it's uh, it's a good tournament for whoever wins. Whoever wins gets a chance to move up in the rankings, gets a chance to play at the uh, Champion of Champions, and uh, in Chris Wakelin's case, who won the uh, um, the tournament with a break of 119, uh, the highest break of the tournament as well, Chris Wakelin's first ranking title, and uh, prior to this he had never ever gone beyond a quarter final in a ranking event and he uh, not only wins this tournament not only gets into the champion of champions but he's currently in the top 16 on the one year rankings list which means he will probably if he keeps if nobody overtakes him he'll play in the players championship uh, a few weeks later and now, if he plays in the Players' Championship and he does well there, then he can get into the Tour Championship and then he can easily break into the top 16 with all those extra ranking points. So for him, I think this tournament has been very, very valuable. And he played well. Uh, uh, there was an interview that he did for Eurosport. Uh, I think it was around the, the round of 16 stage when he won his, um, his match. And uh, he said something that he's, um, which if you can watch it back on Discovery Plus, and when you see his interview, you can see the way he talks and he's there to win the tournament. He says he will win it and he did. So when I watched that interview, I got a feeling inside me that he was going to win the tournament. So anyway, he wins it, wins his first ranking event. Hopefully he'll go on to do much better uh, things in snooker. Uh, And uh, the other big um, uh, news from the tournament, there were a a few big um, things happening there, was Julian Leclerc. Julian Leclerc uh, 
a youngster, I think it's um, a, a very tall youngster, heavily built, and um, reached the final. And I thought he was going to win it as well, you know, if uh, he got an opportunity in the final. Uh, but he never did. But if he did, if he had, I believe he would probably have won that tournament. Uh, he probably would have because of the way he was playing. And he, and he beat some good players on the way there. Dominic Dale, Michael Hall. You know, these players are like shootout specialists. And he beat them. And um, he did well. Uh, all the other news from the... Uh, the tournament uh, in the very first round uh, uh, if you remember um, there was a, a slight shock um, when um, a player by the name uh, a very good player of course from the uh, top eight player uh, got knocked out by a, a 14 year old I believe it was so uh, that that player, of course, uh, yes, as that player, of course, was Riley Powell, uh, and he defeated. Um, I'm sorry, Riley Powell defeated Kyron Wilson in that um, first round match, uh, and it's uh, 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 nice to see him win. Uh, some youngsters involved as well, and he was from Wales, and he, uh, I think, he. Uh, um, He's currently involved with Mark Williams and his uh, coaching facilities or whatever, wherever he coaches. He doesn't coach, but you know where he uh, he plays. And uh, there were a few of the youngsters that did well. And in the end, it was a it was a nice four days of snooker. Uh, well, I'd say snooker shoot. I won't call it snooker. So that was that. Um, we've talked about it enough. Now we'll talk about. Uh, the German, the German masters. Right, uh, the German masters. Now, uh, if you're watching it right now, you will probably know um, that uh, there aren't any top 16, well, there aren't that many top 16 players involved. I think there's uh, probably uh, Jack Lizowski and um, Neil Robertson. And uh, I think that's about it, I think. I think the rest of them uh, either did not take part in the qualifiers before Christmas or were beaten. And it, that's, um, that's um, a little bit, little bit disheartening because German Masters is a great tournament played in a great arena, well received by the public. And uh, I think the organizers and Walt Snooker really need to look at this tournament uh, maybe because of the qualifiers that uh, a lot of the top 16 players don't get themselves uh, through, either by not, as I said, playing in the tournament or losing as they did most the majority of them in the qualifiers. Uh, of course, it's not possible to take all 100, 128 players, not even into the, um, or not even 64 probably, into the arena. Uh, into Germany, but the people in Germ Germany deserve to have a better tournament with better players involved, the top players involved, and I think maybe they could change the tournament into an invitational tournament, because it's already called the German Masters, I mean, if it's an open tournament, uh, so you should call it the German Open, but of course, it's German Masters, and I think that they should turn it into a, 
an invitational tournament which I think might be uh, better for it and a lot of people player top players will then get will probably travel to Germany and play it and then of course the people in Germany the fans will get to see uh, some good snooker by the top players but again it is what it is and uh, at the moment uh, we've hardly got any top players playing and uh, even uh, even round four we've had we've got a few walkovers i believe because Zhao uh, Jintong, uh, who is the defending champion of this tournament and he did qualify um, as well is um, not able to play he's suspended so tom ford uh, has got a walk over also Zhao uh, Jinbo also currently suspended so jimmy robertson gets a walk over um and um, lee hung suspended uh, ali carter gets a walk over and yan bing tao the finalist from last year uh, where he lost 9-0 to Zhao Jintong is um, also suspended so Ricky Walden gets uh, a walkover so already in uh, the uh, in the um, the fourth round here uh, we have four matches uh, that are not going to take place so it's uh, it's a little bit uh, disheartening uh, anyway, the, the matches that are going to be taking place, if I just go through them, uh, Tian Peng Fei, Anthony McGill, I'd expect Anthony McGill to win that, he's playing well, and uh, I think this is one of those tournaments, because of the, the lack of uh, uh, the top players, and uh, I think Anthony McGill has a chance of doing well, probably reaching the business end of this tournament. Um, then um, next we have uh, Sam Craigie, Kyron Wilson, I forgot to mention Kyron Wilson, he's the third player from the top 16 to uh, have qualified for this tournament uh, and uh, that's going to be a good match I, I, I believe, it might not be an easy win for Kyron that so I've uh, got an inclination uh, that Sam Craigie might turn Kyron over but again it's another tournament which Kyron uh, could win because again as i said for, uh, because of the lack of uh, the major players in his way um then we've got uh, peng jizong uh, who's uh, reached the last 32 for the first time playing the uh, the whirlwind jimmy white who's uh, <laughs> it's one of his best ever performances of late reaching um, the last 32 of a tournament now he's the favorite as well slightly with the bookies is jimmy and uh, I, the way he has been playing, if, he's, if he continues that kind of form, I, I expect that he might go through to the last 16. Uh, I think he might be uh, a victor in that match and it'll be nice to see him. Uh, although in the next round he might have to face uh, a top 16 player, even though there's a lack of them in the team, in, in the draw. Uh, and the player that he might play, I believe, might be Jack Luzowski. He plays, he's, plays, he's playing Zhang Ander. Uh, I think uh, Jack Luzowski will win that match and I think the draw is very much open to him he doesn't hasn't got anybody difficult to meet until the final where he might 
take on Neil Robertson if Neil uh, gets that far. So I think this might be a maiden uh, ranking event uh, victory for uh, Jack Lizowski. Uh, so if anybody wants uh, to uh, put a, a small bet on, maybe five quid or something, then if I was to put on something on, I put it on Jack Lizowski to win the tournament. Uh, it's it's uh, probably good value here. Zha Gudong, uh, who's playing well, is uh, plays uh, Fan Zhengyi. Another match uh, that uh, I believe will be close, uh, and I believe Zhao Gudong will win that. It's uh, again, as I said, on the current form of, uh, but again, you never know what uh, Fan Zhengyi might do because uh, he is quite unpredictable. And it's Lesser versus Joe O'Connor now. Joe O'Connor plays well in spells. Um, hasn't really shown uh, the form that he did at the end of last year and uh, against Elliot Slesser I don't think he will win if he doesn't bring his A game and even if he does bring his A game I think Elliot's uh, game, Elliot's uh, A game, even his B game is slightly better than Joe O'Connor so I think Elliot will be happy with that uh, draw for himself and I think it'll be uh, an opportunity Again, uh, I'm picking a few players here. Elliot uh, uh, Slesser, another, I believe, an opportunity for him to, for reaching the business end of this tournament. Um, then we, of course, we have Neil Robertson once again. Neil Robertson playing his good old mate Joe Perry. Now Joe Perry will be defending his Welsh Open in a, uh, in, in, a in a week or so, I'd say, and he's once again playing Neil Robertson. He does manage to turn Neil over. He does. And if Neil isn't playing well, which he hasn't been, then he might lose. So that's a big match for Neil. If Neil wins that match, I, I believe he might reach the final and win this tournament. But uh, if he doesn't, then I expect Joe Perry to uh, do well in the tournament. Again, another player that I uh, think has got a good draw. Uh, I think he probably doesn't want to play his best friend, but I think he'd rather play... I think if he wants to win someone, he can win him, defeat him, because he's defeated him before at these kind of events, in this kind of stage, at this kind of round. So I think he'll be happier with that. It's nothing new for Joe. And, of course, we've got the uh, the recent shootout winner, Chris Wakelin. See how he does against Jiahu. And um, now it's a big match, that, for him, coming off the shootout. And um, I don't think he will win, no. Sometimes it's difficult for players to uh, win a ranking event and then take that momentum over. There have been others that have done well at the shootout and then gone on to win uh, other ranking events, proper ranking events uh, in the season or in the year. And uh, But I don't think Chris Wakelin will. will. Uh, I'm not favouring him for this match. Matthew Stevens against Luca Brassell, a good match. Good Two couple of very good players. Uh, Matthew not as good as he was 20 years ago, but uh, not that bad either against Luca Brassel. And again, if Luca wants to get back on the uh, uh, on on the winning podium, uh, into this is another good tournament for him to do that. So my prediction there, I'd say go, I'd go for Luca Brassel. Robert Milkins against Daniel Wells. Robert Milkins, I'd favour to win that game. A close match. Uh, how well Robert will then do in the uh, in the tournament? I 
don't think he will do that well. Um, but he will win that win game anyway. Louis Heathcote against uh, Chao Yu Peng. My uh, prediction is Chao Yu Peng to win. He's um, on, on, on form, I'd, I'd go with him. But on the day, anything can happen. But I, I don't expect Louis Heathcote to have uh, to cause any any problems for Chao Yu Peng. And then there's only one more match in that first round draw. Pang Jung Su against Ross Muir. Um, now, that's uh, difficult to predict. Very difficult to predict. Uh, I'd go for Pang uh, just because I think he's probably got slightly more experience than Ross Muir. And uh, if I look at the uh, the flow chart, if it opens up, um, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, if Anthony McGill wins this game in the top, we're looking at the top quarter at the moment, he'll take on Ford, and I think he will defeat him as well. Ford will be a little bit cold, having not played a match because of the walkover over Xiao Tong. And if uh, Kyron Wilson beats Craigie, he'll have uh, uh, Jimmy Robertson will have a similar problem being cold. So I'd say Kyron Wilson will that win that. So I'm expecting Kyron, Kyron Wilson against Anthony McGill in a repeat of the uh, the World Championship uh, uh, semi-final from a few years ago. Uh, and I'm going for Kyron Wilson to uh, get through that and get himself into the uh, semi-finals. So Kyron Wilson from the top quarter for me. Uh, next, uh, Pen Zhong versus Jimmy White. As I said, Jimmy White. And then probably Lizowski, because I believe Jack Lizowski will beat Janganda. Jimmy White versus Jack Lizowski, that's a good match. Uh, on paper, it looks brilliant to watch, especially if Jimmy in his, I believe, uh, Jack Lizowski for me is the modern day kind of player that Jimmy was in the 80s and 90s. Um, so it would be nice to see them play each other. Uh, I've never seen them play uh, against each other before. But of course, we're expecting Jack Lizowski to win that match comfortably. Zhao Gudong, Fen Yangi. Zhao Gudong, the favorite for me there, probably against Elliot Slesser, who will defeat Joe Connor. So Zhao Gudong, Elliot Slesser. I'd go for Zhao Gudong, and then uh, I'd go for uh, uh, Zhao Gudong uh, playing Jack Lizowski in that quarter. A good match, a good match. Zhao could turn Jack Lizowski over, uh, but uh, it'll be, I'm going, I'll just uh, favor slightly Jack Lizowski. So if these, games turn, if these games turn out the way I'm predicting them, we'll get a very good um, quarterfinal draw at the moment. I mean, uh, we've got uh, um, Anthony McGill and Kyron Wilson and now Jack Lizowski and Xiao uh, Gudong. Um, so for me, the first semi-final will be Kyron Wilson versus Jack Lizowski. So you've got uh, a top two top 16 players in the semi-final. The bottom half is a little bit not as clear-cut as the top, uh, in my uh, opinion. We have uh, Neil Roberts and Joe Perry. Um, I think Neil will be up for this now because he's had a not a, that great season. So I think he'll want, it to, want to kick-start his season somehow. And I think if he does beat 
Joe. I think he'll beat Chris. Uh, sorry, I said Chris Wakeman, CGL. I'm going for CGL to win that match. So if he wins his first game against Joe Parry, he'll beat CGL as well and get through to the quarters where he could either play, as I said, I'm going for Brissell over Stevens and uh, Milkins over Wells. And then I've said Brissell will beat um, Milkins. That'll be a good match to watch as well. So I'd say that quarterfinal again, we're going to get a good quarterfinal if it works out. Neil Robertson versus Luca Brissell. However, if Neil loses in his uh, uh, in his first match at the uh, at the at the tournament uh, in Germany, I, I think then I expect Joe Perry to reach that quarterfinal to play uh, Luca Brissell. So if it's Neil versus Luca, then I'm going for Neil to go through the quarter to the semi-finals. If it's uh, Joe versus Luca, then I'll go for Luca into the uh, into the quarter. Final, uh, sorry, semi-finals. But I'm just going for Neil at the moment. So Neil from that third quarter. The bottom quarter. Well, we're gonna get some someone different in there because there's a couple of walkovers and a few players that uh, have not done a reach this far in tournaments before. Louis Heathcote versus Chao Yu Peng. My favorite for the match is Chao Yu Peng. He will play then Ali Carter. Ali Carter has had a walkover of Li Hang. I believe Ali Carter to win, reach the quarters. Um, although Chao Yu Peng is very well capable of winning that game, but I'll go for Ali Carter for the time being. And uh, Ricky Walden has got a walkover. He plays. Uh, because uh, Yan Bing Tao has been suspended, so he will play Pang Jung Su or Ross Mio. I'd go for Pang Jung Su. Walton versus Pang Jung Su. I'd go for Walton to win. So that Ali Carter versus Ricky Walden, good match. I remember them playing in, uh, I believe it was in in a German final uh, a decade or so ago. Uh, so uh, I believe so. I'm, I can't quite look back. Uh, I can't remember that back, but I believe they did. It was a good match. So it would be a Carter versus Walden. And I'd go for Walden to win that match and reach the uh, semis to play Neil Robertson. Uh, although Carter is well enough capable. But what I would, I'll put my... Um, I won't bet on anything here uh, <laughs> in this bottom half draw because I believe any of the uh, six players in that quarter, could any one of them could reach that... Um, semi-final, even Ross Mio, you know, Louis Heathcote or Ross Pio or Chao Yupeng. So it's either going to be Chao Yupeng, Ali Carter or Ricky Walden for me in that semi-final spot. So we get a semi-final uh, and the semi-finals for me uh, are the top one, as, as I've said. I believe it's going to be... Um, and uh, well, um, uh, it's going to be um, Kyron Wilson and um, Jack Lizowski. It'll be a good one, I think. I think Jack Lizowski will win. I think this will be a tournament which he wins. So I think he'll win. And then in the bottom half, Neil Robertson versus Ricky Walden. And I think Neil Robertson will win. And I think we'll get a big final between um, the two left-handers, Neil Robertson and Jack Lizowski. And I have a feeling that it will be a repeat of that World Championship second round match 
uh, was it a second round match? Yes, it was uh, between these two, and it will be a great final. It will be a brilliant final for the German audience, especially after what's happened in this tournament with all those uh, players unable to qualify and some players not taking part in the qualifiers and some players being suspended, including the defending champion last year's runner-up. So I have a feeling that Jack Lizowski will turn over Neil Robertson in the final and win it. So get through the first couple of days. You come the it's Friday evening when the quarterfinals are there, played uh, with especially those Friday evening when four quarterfinals are played in tandem. It's uh, one of the best spectacles in sport in that theatre in Germany. Uh, and uh, it's the best thing ever, I'd say, in snooker in, in, in one session. I remember a few years back, I think it was 2015, I think it was. Uh, I remember that it was a fantastic game. A lot of the top eight players were involved uh, and uh, there were centuries all over the place. There maybe it was a one four seven as well and everybody was excited. It was a great evening and usually the, the quarterfinal Friday evenings never let you down. Uh, in Germany at the German Masters and I believe uh, the quarterfinals once again will be fantastic this year as well. The lineup will be good, the semi-finals lineup will be even better and the final will be a treat for people to watch. So that's my uh, uh, um, my predictions for the German Masters. Um, apologies, I thought this was going to be a short uh, podcast but it's uh, uh, becoming a little bit long. Um, next, uh, we'll just finish it off uh, with some um, news uh, um, snip bits uh, um, from um, uh, in the world of snooker. Um, let me see if uh, I'm able to uh, uh, find out something. Um, uh, I'll just open the World Snooker Tour website. Usually, there's a lot of news there. <coughs> If you've uh, not yet uh, listened to the World Snooker Tour podcast, it's very good. Uh, you should. It's called the 147, uh, and uh, it's Michael McMullen that usually presents it, and they're very good. So if I were you, I'd uh, listen to that. There's a podcast uh, uh, um, currently, I think, uh, with uh, Jimmy White, my one of, well, my favourite snooker player ever. And... Uh, he talks about his love for snooker and uh, he has a three-year plan to compete at the highest level and uh, he also looks back at his highs and lows so it should be a very good listen if you can uh, listen to jimmy uh, on that podcast uh, if you get if you get an opportunity especially if you're a fan of him and uh, a fan of his uh, uh, and if you uh, he says he's six months into his three-year plan and he's already uh, far ahead on the schedule and he's doing well. Uh, he's, uh, he says he in his last eight matches he has won seven, which is true. Uh, and the only one that he lost to was Ryan Day at the UK Championship. So he's doing really, really well. That's a great uh, um, ratio, win ratio. Uh, he says he's got a new practice routine. Uh, he's adding different things to his game. He's playing some really good stuff. He, and uh, he knows that at, at his age he shouldn't be playing. He should be going around like Steve Davis and Stephen Hendry playing golf. Uh, but he has chosen to give it a go. He's a natural player. Um, and if it's all working right, then he can play unbelievable snooker. 
uh, but it's just this technique lets him down a little bit. Certain parts always fail, uh, and he only realized that about nine months ago, and he has worked all that out, and at the moment he's uh, really enjoying it, and he doesn't have any regrets uh, uh, because he's not finished yet. He's far from finished. Um, he also has nothing to prove. Uh, he says he could... Um, retire tomorrow and still do exhibitions, do his Eurosport work, um, still participate in all the senior events and win most of them. Uh, but he says he's interested in competing with current players. He still believes that his top game uh, wins. Uh, it's uh, obviously, he says, it's a big ask for him to win the World Championship. But if he can keep his game and his mental strength improving, then he can do some serious damage. So that's the first time we've heard him talk about the World Championship. Of course, uh, we all know his six finals and the way he lost them, each differently, some very close, some which he had already won. And um, it's, uh, we all know what was going on there. And that's one of the uh, great uh, debacles of uh, sport, Jimmy not winning the World Championship. So he's talked about the World Championship there, which is nice to hear. And uh, if he uh, does um, do well, and um, let's just hope he uh, manages to get through to Judgment Day for those final round of World Championship qualifiers. And uh, maybe, you never know, he could make it one more time to the Crucible. He says every day he talks to his uh, the kid who he was in the 70s, and he tells himself, you're not done yet. And if I don't win another tournament, then it won't be for not trying. Great attitude there from Jimmy. He also, of course, he looks back at his run of the six World Championship final defeats in the 90s. Well, one was in the 80s, the other five were in the 90s. And also he names his worst moment, and we all know his worst moment. Uh, it wasn't the 1817 defeat, I'd say in the 94 final, but he, he says, I, I'd say it was that because he was so close and he, not, he missed that black off the spot in the decider. But he says it was the 92 final against Stephen Henry, which he lost 14-8 ahead, uh, 10 frames on the trot. It's the same tournament uh, where he went, made a 147. It's uh, one of the tournaments that I never watched. I wasn't in the country uh, in 1992, so it's the only World Snooker Championship since I started watching snooker. I'm talking about myself now, not Jimmy. Uh, uh, in 1986 was the first tournament I started watching. Uh, Joe Johnson won that. And uh, that's when I started watching snooker. 1992 is the only World Snooker Championships that I never actually watched. I was uh, overseas, there was no coverage at all. And uh, I had to turn on um, the BBC World Service every evening to get some results. And uh, they made an error once. Um, they When Jimmy made the 147, uh, now this is, wasn't the BBC World Service, this was the television broadcaster and it was in Pakistan uh, the television broadcaster or the radio broadcaster I think it was I think it was the television and uh, I, I knew I, personally I knew when the tournament was running from where and where until so this was during the middle of the tournament when he made his one for seven but when they uh, and, uh, uh, broadcast that uh, they didn't broadcast the actual pictures but they said that Rather than saying that Jimmy White had made a 147, they said Jimmy White had won the World Snooker Championships, uh, which I, I got really excited because I always wanted him to win. But then I, I um, 
looked at myself and uh, I thought, it's not, it's not May yet. What's going on? Why has he won the World Championships in April? And uh, so it's the broadcasters, uh, the newscaster, who made an error. And uh, then I turned on BBC World Service News and they, um, when the news came on there, they said uh, Jimmy White had actually made uh, a 147. And then I continued listening to the uh, World Service every um, morning or whatever it was. And then uh, they would always let me know what was going on. And I did get to hear that dreadful news that he had lost uh, eighteen fourteen in the final after being six frames up and only four from victory. But that was one of the worst ever um, days in my life because Jimmy, for me, is the best thing in sport uh, for me as a fan's point of view. And uh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's old things now, but it doesn't matter. For Jimmy, in, in the podcast, he says he, this was sickening. The summer was probably the worst one. Well, that's what I said. It was the worst day for him. For him, it was the worst ever uh, summer. Uh, Jimmy, as you know, is a 60-year-old now, and uh, he says, uh, he remembers that. He says, I was walking my dog around Oxshott uh, Woods, thinking, what have I done there? Uh, my preparation was shocking. I outplayed him for the first day and a half because I was playing better than him. In, the, in those days, I liked Yes, uh, um, sorry, I've just lost my bearings a little bit there. He says his preparation was shocking. He outplayed him for the first day and a half because he was playing better than him. In those days, I liked to help people and I had so many friends there. I was sorting out hotels and talking to people about who was going to come onto the floor if I won, when I should have been resting. I ran out of steam towards the end. Stephen had a great way of going into his own zone and the worse I got, the better he played. So you can listen to that podcast on uh, the World Snooker Tour website. It's a, it's a good listen uh, uh, for everybody. Now, uh, I believe uh, uh, we have some news about a new tournament taking place in March. Uh, if I can open the, the page. Um, yes, this tournament is taking place instead of the Turkish. Uh, which was uh, the Turkish Masters, which this year will not take place due to some sponsorship issues. So instead of that, we have another tournament. It's a brand new ranking tournament. It will be called the World Snooker Tour Classic. It will be staged in Leicester in March. It will be a 128-player knockout event and have a total prize money of £427,000 and a top prize of £80,000. Wow. That's pretty neat, and it will be open to all tour players, and it will run from March 16 to 22, so that's uh, seven days. So the tournament will run for seven days. However, if I, uh, I've been told that, yes, uh, the tournament structure is slightly different. Uh, the first run up to the quarterfinals will be. Uh, best of seven and then it'll be best of nine for the semis and then best of 11 for the final so it looks as though we're gonna have uh, the semi-finals and the final taking place on the same day on a sunday uh, which for me looks a little bit odd because uh, i'm sh pretty sure that if it's being played in leicester the morningside arena they could probably play 
it in a proper way. They could have the quarterfinals on a Friday, the semis on a Saturday, and longer final on a on a Sunday rather than it being the best of eleven. I'm not sure how it's all going to work out, or if they're going to have just the Sunday afternoon for the best of eleven final, which will probably be better then rather than getting the players to play uh, a semi-finals on the afternoon and then the final in the evening. I don't know how it's going to work, but if I would, if it was me, I'd play a best of seventeen or a nineteen final uh, on the Sunday. The two semi-finals each on without any uh, distractions on a single table uh, on the Saturday and uh, then we could just do the the quarterfinals playing on the structure of the home nations so let's see we'll, we'll, we'll know about it when the time comes and uh, finally uh, before we uh, uh, I'll, I'll look at the rankings of, uh, before I go into the uh, uh, a slight look at who's playing in the World Cup on the first day. Chris Wakeland has uh, victory in the Victor Shooters has vaulted him seventy six places by the way uh, on the one year ranking list and uh, he's on course to qualify of course as I said for the Players Championship and um, that fifty thousand pound reward moves him from ninety first to fifteenth and um, that's pretty as I said pretty neat for him and um, there's only two tournaments left uh, to uh, for players to get into that top 16 for the players championship the German Masters which is ongoing and then the Welsh Open which will take place on uh, from the February 13th uh, and uh, Wakelin has qualified for both of these events so he has two more chances to, to his tally but uh, there are players uh, below him uh, number 16 Jia Wudong who has qualified for Berlin but not for uh, Hlandudno uh, if I can get my tongue uh, in tandem with that Neil Robertson who won the Players Championship last season is 18th but has both of those events to make up ground so I think he'll probably be looking for that and uh, this week's tournament the Temper Draw uh, is also crucial for the likes of Joe O'Connor, Ali Carter, Anthony McGill and Sam Craigie as they chase a place in Wolverhampton for the champ Players' Championship as well. And now Julian Leclerc, who uh, was a finalist at the shootout, playing in his first season of the Pro Tour, enjoyed a fine run to the final, as you know. Uh, gave him £20,000. That lifts him from 101 to 41. Wow. 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 First season, 41 already on the provisional. Um, that's uh, quite, a, quite a leap, especially for a first year on the tour he's also playing uh, for the in the welsh sorry uh, yeah uh, for the welsh um so he he could get into the players championship but it's a big it, it's a big um, ask for him because he has to reach the final in the welsh uh, if he wants to get into the players championship um, it'll be a great story if he does um, in the actual top of that list uh, of the one year rankings of course Mark Allen is there uh, he has a £107,000 lead ahead of Mark Selby sorry he has a hundred I'm not sure let me just open the actual thing the one year rankings list because I think that's a bit confusing yes he has a hundred 
Well, when you hear this, to let me have a look. Uh, I can't quite see these because uh, the one year list says Mark Allen is one and Ryan Day is two. Kyron Wilson is three. Ding Jun Yu is four. Mark Selby, five. Gary Wilson, six. Joe Trump, seven. Luca Brassell, eight. Jack Wazowski, nine. George Long, ten. Murphy, eleven. Ford, twelve. Williams, thirteen. Hawkins, fourteen. Chris Wakeman, fifteen. And Jacques Dong, sixteen. So that's correct. I think there was a bit of confusion on the previous page that I was reading. Uh, so those are the sixteen players at the moment. Uh, you will notice that, of course, I've just talked about Neil Robertson. He's uh, a few grand off. But if he does well at the German and the Welsh, he'll make it in. And uh, Ronnie was not playing in the German. He didn't take part in the qualifiers. He's uh, also got to do really well uh, in the only tournament that he is about. He's going to be playing in, and that's in the Welsh. And uh, for him to do well at the Welsh, he's about 10 grand off from getting to the top 16, depending on the other players' performance in Germany this year. Uh, so he really needs to do well at, in Germany, I'd say. Uh, probably a semi-final in German. Sorry, I mean, at the Welsh, probably a semi-final there. Uh, could probably get in, into the top 16, but it looks highly unlikely that he will. So that's uh, that. And then, uh, of course, uh, the Welsh Open, Landudno. I've got it right. I'll be talking more about that next week uh, in my uh, podcast. Uh, but uh, over 70 players are in the field. Some have been uh, omitted, uh, lost in the qualifiers, which took place a while ago. Uh, but the top 16, the majority of the top 16 players are uh, playing their first match at the venue. And uh, we've got uh, Ronnie, Jude, Mark Selby, Neil Robertson, John Higgins, Mark Allen, home favourite Mark Williams, defending champion Joe Perry. And uh, they will, most of them will be playing in uh, on that first Monday and some notable games. Uh, Joe Perry will open against Mark King at 10am. Now, Joe Perry, a defending champion. They, they've done this before. They put the defending champion in the morning uh, on and uh, it's usually not even live on TV. Um, you can watch it on streaming somewhere. But I think they've done it before as well, and it's not good. I, I don't really think that is good at, at all. And they've done it again here. Yeah, I think it should be centre stage. First match on television on Monday, 1pm, Eurosport Discovery Plus. I think that should be the first match, regardless of whoever else is playing or not. So I think that is not good, especially for Joe Perry. And I think somebody really needs to look at these uh, schedules and uh, in future needs to change them. Um, also in the morning, we've got Sean Murphy versus Victor Sarkis. And uh, the reason that Joe's playing in the morning is because in the afternoon, we've got um, Ronnie playing Oliver Lyons, Neil Robertson playing Fraser Patrick, Mark Williams playing Michael White, and John Higgins playing Alexander Ersenbacher. So we've got the class of 92 and Neil Robertson in action, so they probably want them to be uh, uh, in action on that day. So they probably have Neil, Ronnie and Neil in action. Of course, in the evening, we've got Judd against uh, David Grace, Mark Selby against Jamie O'Neill, and then Mark Allen versus Alfie Burden. So it's um, 
a good tournament. Just one final bit of news for the Welsh Open. Uh, Oliver Brifford Payne, a 17-year-old from Riska, has been handed a wild card place in the event and meets Robbie Williams at 1pm on that opening day on Monday, February the 13th. And a spokesman for Dwarf Snooker Tour has said that they are delighted to bring this historic event, which has been ever present on the snooker calendar since 1992, to North Wales for the first time, having staged many events at Venue Kimru uh, in Llandudno. We know it's a fantastic location, especially for families in a half term week. Um, it will also be on BBC Wales, so you can watch it there. Uh, people in the rest of the United Kingdom can uh, stream into BBC Wales online or they can just watch it on one of the channels in the 900s on, on Sky. Um, it's the final event in the Bet Victor series, so the leader at the end of the tournament will get £150,000. So if I look at the Bet Victor series, which means the German Masters is also part of the Bet Victor series, uh, at the moment, it's Mark Allen who got, was £107,000 and Mark Selby £104,000. Kyron Wilson £102,000. So only Kyron Wilson is from those top three at the moment playing in the Germans. So he's got an opportunity and a chance to take the lead. Uh, other players playing in Germany at the moment that could make uh, a difference to the Bet Victor series. Luca Brissell at five, Chris Wakelin at six. Wow, if he does well, he could become the Bet Victor Series champion. Um, um, Neil Robertson, Ali Carter, Joe O'Connor, Anthony McGill, Zhao Gudong, Ricky Walden, Robert Milkins. Uh, we've got Julian Leclerc there at 22. Um, and then. Uh, uh, apart from that, Pang Juk Su's there, Jack Lizowski at 31. Can't really expect him, otherwise, if, if he wins the German, then he's got a chance. Uh, if he does well at the Welsh as well. And um, Ronnie is at 39, he's not going to win this, even if he does win the Welsh. And um, one player that's probably definitely not going to be playing at the at the um, championship, players champions, John Higgins, I mean. He's had a very torrid season. So uh, that's about it then. Hopefully you've had a, a good listen to this podcast uh, this week. Uh, I intended it to be short, but then we started talking about Jimmy White and uh, and um, a few other things, and uh, it became a little bit uh, enjoyable for me to do it today. Uh, and uh, hopefully you've had a good uh, had a good listen. Remember, it's a Forever Snooker podcast. It's uh, by the fans for the fans. And if you want to take part in the podcast with me, then uh, uh, please uh, feel free. You can contact me at qzk at me.com. That's Q for Queen Z for Zebra, K for King at me.com, motherecho.com. Uh, that's an email address. You can contact me on that. And um, I can uh, we can talk about snooker together. If you want to send in some of your thoughts, your views, uh, if you want to let me know how to make the podcast better, if you want to ask me any questions, if you want to put your uh, thoughts on anything, then I'm, I'll be willing to read them uh, when and whenever I can. Uh, so you can use the same email address, qzk at me.com. So hopefully you're enjoying it. This is like the fifth episode and uh, it's pretty new. So we're still the in the teething stages any uh, problems then uh, 
do and I do seek forgiveness hopefully it would get better as the days go along and the weeks go along so uh, enjoy the German masters and uh, hopefully I will be with you next week <laughs>